The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. LinkedIn presents. The ability to speak successfully in spontaneous situations can dramatically impact our personal and professional lives. Deals are won, relationships initiated, questions answered, and so much more. Whether we like it or not, the need to speak spontaneously is part of our everyday lives. Welcome back to the Next Big Idea Daily. I'm your host, Michael Kovnat, and I've got a week full of big ideas for you. Each day, I'll bring on a smart writer to share some key insights. And without a lot of effort on your part, you'll be exposing yourself to some of the freshest ideas in psychology, career development, productivity, communication, pretty much any useful category you can think of. Today, we're going to talk about talking. Do you talk good? Do you have the best words? Clearly, I don't. Famously, many people are terrified of speaking in front of an audience, but for a lot of us, even more casual, off-the-cuff speaking can be a challenge. When you're asked an unexpected question or a conversation veers off course, the ability to think on your feet and speak spontaneously is a valuable life skill, one that can be tricky to master. Here with some help is Matt Abrahams, author of the new book, Think Faster, Talk Smarter, How to Speak Successfully When You're Put on the Spot. Matt is a lecturer at Stanford University's Graduate School of Business, a communication consultant, and host of the Think Fast, Talk Smart podcast. Here he is to share some of his big ideas. Speaking up without freaking out. I'd like you to try something. Cross your arms in front of you as you normally would. Now uncross them and cross them again, this time folding the other arm on top. Notice how weird this feels. For a split second, you're not quite sure what to do with your arms. Your mind becomes detached from your body and you feel confused, uncertain, maybe just a tiny bit panicked. Being put on the spot and asked to communicate can feel like this. You often know what you think, just as you know how to cross your arms. But when the setting changes and the pressure is on, you can feel confused, overwhelmed, threatened. Your fight-or-flight response kicks in. Your heart pounds, your limbs shake, your brain gets foggy. Most of us respond this way when unprepared and put on the spot. You are certainly not alone if you get nervous speaking in a planned or spontaneous situation. The good news is that we can adopt techniques to reduce our anxiety, becoming more comfortable communicating ideas in any situation without our anxiety kicking into high gear. We can also become more compelling to others. In my experience, the best way to tame the anxiety beast is to take a two pronged approach. We must address both symptoms and sources. Symptoms are what happen to us physiologically and mentally, and sources are the things that initiate and exacerbate our anxiety. Breathing is an amazing way to reduce many of the anxiety symptoms we feel. Taking a slow inhale deep into your lower abdomen and holding before releasing can reduce many of your anxiety symptoms. A major source that gets in our way is our concern about not achieving the goal that we have. When we speak, we have an imagined goal, and we can be made nervous when we think we might not achieve it. Becoming present-oriented takes us away from our perceived negative future outcome. How do we get present-oriented? We can do something physical, walk around the block, have a conversation with somebody, 
Do like athletes and listen to a song or a playlist. You can even start at 100 and count backwards by 17s. By leveraging some of the many anxiety management techniques I share in the book, you'll be able to create your own anxiety management plan so you can feel more calm and confident when asked to speak spontaneously. Connection over perfection. One of the most persistent and unhelpful myths we hold about spontaneous communication is the notion that the best, most compelling communicators express themselves perfectly. Just look at how polished those successful TED Talk presenters are even though they're speaking casually without notes. Or look at leaders like Apple's Steve Jobs or former First Lady Michelle Obama, who are famously charismatic and compelling when they appear before large audiences. In truth, TED Talks are heavily scripted and sometimes even edited. Leaders like Jobs and Obama spend months practicing and refining their presentations. We often confuse these planned, perfected communications with what we encounter more frequently in our lives, spontaneous, off-the-cuff remarks. We evaluate how we do in these everyday situations using standards we apply to rehearse talks. That's a mistake. Rather than aiming for perfection, as we might do in our presentations, we should instead embrace connection and focus on how we might best engage in the moment. By training ourselves to quiet down our critical evaluation, we can lower our stress levels and better accomplish our communication goals. Once we've granted ourselves permission to engage without obsessing over our performance, we can dial down our reflexive judging and evaluation by accepting and even embracing mistakes when they happen. Stressing over every little mistake we make or might make is mentally taxing. Think of how much more present and connected we could be if we weren't obsessing over screwing up. To embrace mistakes, we can learn to adjust how we think of them, not as the opposite of success, but as a means to it. I find it helpful to envision mistakes as missed takes in the making of a film. When a crew films a scene, they'll often do several versions or takes. They might do a close-up instead of a far-away shot, have the actors stand instead of sit, have them modulate their tone. They do this not because any one take is right or wrong, but because the director and crew want to broaden their options. They seek out variety, takes that might be more creative, unique, or imaginative. You can think of your communication situations as opportunities to try out possible approaches. If we do, what we experience as a mistake becomes just another take among many, one that helps illuminate what better communication might look like. Mistakes in this vein can focus our efforts. Rather than diminishing us, they can empower us and put us on a path to become better communicators. Reframing errors as missed takes allows us to focus on connection over perfection. Pace, space, grace. We are bad listeners. We often listen just enough to get the gist of what people are saying so we can then begin to prepare our responses, judge what was said, or transition to what we think is more important. Imagine you come out of a meeting with a colleague, and your colleague asks you for feedback. Upon hearing that request, you immediately go into all the things that didn't go well or could have gone better. But if you had listened more closely, you might have noticed that your colleague had exited through the back door, not the front door like you. You might notice that they were looking down and speaking softly. What they really wanted in that moment was not feedback, but support. And the fact that you gave feedback only made things worse. To truly connect with our audiences and increase the likelihood of responding appropriately, we must fight distraction and orient ourselves towards our audience. 
We must listen to what they're saying and how they're saying it. Paying attention not just to the words, but to the nonverbal and situational signs that evoke their deeper emotions, desires, and needs. Drawing on his experience playing college basketball, Stanford lecturer and consultant Collins Dobbs has created a useful three-step framework for handling difficult conversations. He calls it pace, space, and grace. With his permission, I've adopted his framework to help us become better listeners. In essence, this framework prompts us to slow down just a bit, reflect on what might be going on in the minds of others around us, and cue into our intuitive sense of what's happening. The end result is more empathic listening and better, more informed communication in the moment. First, we need to focus on pace by slowing things down. Life comes at us fast, and we need to slow down so we can listen better. We also have to give ourselves space, both physical space, be in an environment where you can actually truly listen, but mental space. We have to focus on what's happening in the moment. And finally, we have to give ourselves some grace, permission to stop what's going on and really listen, not just to what's being said and how it's being said, but to listen internally to how we're responding and feeling. By slowing down, making space, and giving ourselves permission to listen to what we hear from others and ourselves, we not only respond better, but we connect more. Structure sets you free. There are several counterintuitive ideas in Think Faster, Talk Smarter. But the two biggest are, first, we must prepare to be spontaneous. The second big counterintuitive idea is leveraging structure makes it easier to be creative, concise, and clear when speaking spontaneously. Many of us might think that a structure would prevent us from being agile and adept in the moment. Quite the contrary. Structure doesn't impede spontaneous communication. It enables it. When the best jazz artists improvise, they're not just playing whatever random notes pop into their minds. They're improvising within the bounds of informal, preset musical structures. The melodies and chord progressions they have learned and practiced serve as structures for improvisation. The existence of preordained structure makes it easier for jazz musicians to compose spontaneously. Song structure also helps orient listeners, giving them a logic that they can follow. Just like in jazz or other structured spontaneity, like improvisation or playing a sport, structure helps you and those you are playing with and for. When communicating, structure helps you focus your thoughts and ideas, and it helps your audience, too, because you package your message in a clear, concise way. To me, structure is nothing more than a logical connection of ideas that have a beginning, middle, and an end. There are many structures we can use to help us shine in spontaneous situations. In fact, I provide many throughout my book, and many more will be provided in a live website I'll periodically update. Let's get specific, though. Allow me to share my favorite structure with you. What? So what? Now what? It's my favorite structure of all time on account of its simplicity and versatility. It's just three simple questions you need to answer. You start by discussing an idea opinion, product, service, or argument. That's the what. Then you explain why it's important, helpful, or useful, why it matters and is relevant. That's the so what. You end with what your audience should do from here with this knowledge, how they might apply it, what actions they should take, and so on. That's the now what. Let me give you an example. Let's again assume your colleague asks you for feedback, and after confirming they really do want feedback and not support, you might say, that meeting went well, except when you talked about the implementation plan. You spoke quickly and didn't give a lot of detail. That's the what. 
When you speak quickly without giving a lot of detail, your audience might think you're not prepared and you're a bit uncomfortable. That's the so what. The next time you speak on the implementation plan, talk more slowly and I want you to add these two specific examples. That's the now what. Leveraging a structure truly sets you free from worrying about how you're going to package your messages so you can focus on what you're going to say and how you're going to connect it to your audience. The ability to speak successfully in spontaneous situations can dramatically impact our personal and professional lives. Deals are won, relationships initiated, questions answered, and so much more. Whether we like it or not, the need to speak spontaneously is part of our everyday lives. The good news is that with repetition, reflection, and feedback, we can get better at our in-the-moment communication. Thank you, Matt. Well, I'm going to try the what, so what, now what structure right now for my closing. The Next Big Idea Daily is an awesome podcast, that's the what, that makes it easy to absorb big ideas, that's the so what, So please give us a rating and review so others can find the show and get smarter too. That's the now what. Hmm, I'm thinking faster and talking smarter already. You can get a copy of Matt's book, Think Faster, Talk Smarter at your favorite bookstore or check out Matt's podcast for even more tips. Come on back tomorrow when we'll hear from Sally Jenkins, author of The Right Call, What Sports Teach Us About Work and Life. I'm Michael Kovnett. See you then.